The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DKHOOPS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. How's everybody doing? We want to welcome you into NBA Rookie Life with Ryan Hollins, man. And today, man, we're going to have a fun episode, man. This is this is one of my dogs, one of my my boys, man. Listen, a former teammate of mine, and he was what? He, he's, he's a fellow big man. You know, our big man always had to uh, get down. Um, the 12th pick in the 2008 draft, he is has played the most games for an NBA organization for the Sacramento Kings. I want to save it so I didn't give it away. The most games ever played. This is like some, this is elite company, dog, okay? None other than my guy, Jason Thompson. JT, what's good with you, boy? What's good with you, man? Appreciate you for having me on. Hey, J, uh, listen, JT, is this, can we, can we, JT the kid, can we slide it in? That's, that's what we <laughs> called him in the locker room. JT the kid, the kid. <laughs> Yo, I, I just remember even my, uh, when they at, when Twitter first started was my rookie year, and they were like, "Yo, what name?" What year, what year was that? What year was that? That was two thousand eight, man. And the PR people was like, "Yo, <laughs> there's a new app coming out called Twitter. Uh, what you do today and pick a name." I couldn't think of nothing. Dang. And then, you know, JT the kid started, and the rest is history. I don't know how long I can have that for, but uh, that's a, that's another time for another day. So, so hold on, hold on, hold on. So did you literally? Throw out the name JT the Kid there, and it, and it stayed. So you like no, it was just literally just for Twitter. Yeah, man. I mean, literally, I didn't have any correlation of that name. I couldn't think of something. I know JT was catchy just because of my name. Um, everybody called me JT. No one really calls me Jason. And I was just trying to think of something catchy. And like I said, what is it? <laughs> Years later, you know, and- here we are. And J- like Jason, Top- there's a million Jason Thompsons. Like, like you know right. what I'm saying? Like, right. like so. So it does have to be different. I'm, you know, it's funny. I had to be the Ryan Hollins or the however people like to say it because 
some dude won't get off Ryan Hollins and he was just being <laughs> a real jerk about it. But I'm like, dog, I'm verified. So whatever. Like, so people are like, okay, the, the Ryan. I'm like, I couldn't. It, right. Yo, JT, for real, like, you know, it takes a while. Um, but JT, man, like I said, I'm, I'm glad to have you on. And for those who don't know, you one of my favorite teammates. People don't know, man, like you have a love for basketball and you're one of the only guys I play with. JT, I know you remember this. We just got like tired of we were in a situation. We play minutes. We wouldn't play minutes. We played minutes. And like we would literally play full on ones before the game. <laughs> like yeah. We go have our yeah, own fair. game. But that's why I rock with you because I'm like JT's a real one. Some guys I don't want to get hurt. I want dog. We were getting it in. <laughs> yeah, man. That's all. That's all I know is just to go hard. And like you said, you know, I'll explain later on. It's just when you have mm. that type of situation where you have two ownerships, seven coaches in seven years, and that amount of time, um, and tons of new teammates that are coming in. Uh, you know, I was the last man standing for a long period of time uh, and tried to make the best of the situation. Um, but then when you get older and a little bit wiser, you understand like that's not really normal. And, you know, I had to survive. Man, a absolutely. Well, man, let's let's go ahead and, and rewind. We talked a little bit about being drafted and you're the longest tenure king and however you want to put it, dog. Like that is an accomplishment. And you end up going 12th in 2008. Um, JT, walk me through the draft experience for you. Draft day, um, you know, where were you? What were the expectations who who was with you uh what was your agent saying you, you know were you comfortable going into the draft were you nervous you know like people don't know like was i kid you not bro my agent told me this stunk bro he said you could go from anywhere from 10 to 50 i said what do you mean he said <laughs> i could be the 10th pick in the draft or the 50th because i you know i'm i'm bouncy i was an intriguing prospect like hey he's bouncy he's tall like but he didn't play that much or, you know, he played well at the end. You know, there, there were more questions and answers. And I was a, you know, a college senior. I was a young senior, but they still, you know, uh, put that in the equation. But for you, what was that draft experience? You know, who was, what were you, were you 19, 20 at the time? Who was JT the kid? You were really the kid then at the time, man. But uh, walk me through draft day for you and where you stood in your career. Yeah, man, just a little bit about myself. I was, you know, from South Jersey, you know, from I went to Roddy University, 30 minutes uh, outside of Philadelphia um, in Jersey. And, you know, coming in, man, you just didn't think of, you know, being an a NBA prospect. And then eventually. Who are the guys I, that came up with you in Jersey? Um, You know, like a, a real mentor was uh, Dewan Wagner, you know, the Messiah Ooh. of New Jersey, number one player <laughs> in the country. His son now is the number one player in the country, and DJ Wagner, man. So, uh, and then his dad was the All American. I think it's the first time three uh, guys in their generation, family generations, were All American or number one players in the country. That's um, crazy. <laughs> you know, so like I said, and then Malik, the Malik Allens of the world, and, and, and things go, uh, and, you know, list goes on with that. Um, and then eventually, like I said, I grew three inches. Um, my junior year, I started getting more looks. I was going to the LeBron camps, the Amari camps, the top guys. They were like, yo, this guy putting up big numbers um, against, you know, mid-major competition. What can he do against the better guys in the, in the country? Um, so I was going against the Maurice Spades, the Anthony Randolph, the Lopez, mm. the Lopez twins, Roy Hibbert, um, and we were going at him. And then, like you said, Amari was playing, LeBron was playing. Um, and other NBA guys were playing at the time. So, you know, with that experience, especially going into my junior year, you know, I took a full advantage of that. Um, were, you, were you skinny then, JT, or did, or did you uh, have, like, size? <laughs> right. So that's what I'm saying. So going into my junior year, I still was about, like, 6'11", but I was 200. 
And then guys were like, yo, you have the ability to go to the league. You got to put on muscle. So I just locked in. Eventually, yeah, I became yeah. – a junior year, I was about 220, 6'11", 220, and then I graduated at 6'11", 250. Dang. Hold on, JT. There's no way, bro. Hold on. You put on 50 pounds of muscle between your junior year and your senior year? Uh, all around it, like I was two twenty to two fifty, so about thirty. But when I got <laughs> when I signed a letter of intent to go to college, I was six eight one ninety, and I graduated six eleven two fifty. You gotta be kidding me, dog! Crazy. Sixty pounds, Crazy, you talk about. Yeah. You know, it's funny. You when you look at the NBA now, these kids are one and done, or they're your age, and it's like, dang, mm-hmm. if you put you uh, you put on sixty pounds of muscle, like functioning muscle in that time, like that's wild. Yeah. So. Who knows? We, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about it later. Like a Victor Wimbanyama, like guys like that, like that. That that is wild. That if he could make that type of jump and increase, wow. Okay, so you're balling out. You're doing well. You're doing your thing. Um, did you always like? Oh man, I'm going to the NBA. Or like, w- was it playing against those guys? Like, well, shoot, if I play well here, they going, I'm going. And how did that kind of function from getting an agent to your college coach and and, and then obviously mm-hmm. draft wise how did how that come around or, or I guess I assume you created a buzz for yourself right yeah so you had more of the like I said the South Jersey guys and Philly is so close so during those times you had a uh, guy uh, John Harnett that kind of ran the workouts in Philadelphia and you know guys especially when the Sixers um, you know throwback Sixers were AI would come Aaron McKee um, and like I said, Kyle Lowry was coming, uh, Deion Waiters, and uh, like I said, all the Philly guys uh, that were in the league, Hakeem Warwick, and, and the list goes on. So, like I said, it was one of them things where, like, all right, you're doing your thing in Jersey, come on over the bridge and see what's up. And like I said, I always, you know, like the fact of that challenge um, and things like that. So then, you know, going into my senior year, I was like number two in rebounding in the country mm. uh, behind Beasley. We We go. So... You know, another thing, I was on national TV my senior year, and the first game we played NC State, and that had J.J. Hickson, yes. who was uh, yeah. so who was a freshman at the time. And then I was like, all right, let me highlight this. <laughs> let me go on J.J. Um, and then the next game we played uh, Penn State. Well, like I said, they had a solid squad. But then the third game we played Mike Beasley, Ooh. and Mike Beasley, like I said, was projected number one. Yeah. Um, and like I said, and Billy Walker was on that team yes, too. Billy Walker so was cold. We ended dog. up <laughs> right, and we didn't win that game. But like I said, I put up like twenty five and ten, man. And like I said, just started becoming more on the radar. And uh, like I said, I was highlighting these games and saying, you know what, like this, this, this you know, this is this can happen. Um, and make the best of the situation. Hey, when you were when you were skinny, JT one ninety two. Were you were you? I remember JT. You'd always go in. I know if anything, like you good for a double double. Was that always? You know, kind of your basketball makeup, your 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 DNA, but like you're always gonna if you play the minutes like that that shows like you're a double double guy. Is that just you? Just who you are, nose for the ball, the way you were trained. For sure. I mean, like I said, I always tell guys in the mentality, right? Like I went to a mid major school. I had the talent to go to a higher major, but they wanted me to redshirt a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like I said, I only knew to play. So my thing was was like I came with the mentality of have energy be able to get on the boards, run the floor, be the hardest worker, and then your skill will take care of the rest. So if I can get 10 points and 10 rebounds just off of energy, sure. then my skill will get me 20. So I average, you know, 21 and 12, you know, my senior year. So I'm like, all right, you know, I'll be able to, like I said, show skill, shoot the three, put the ball on the floor, take the ball out of bounds, rebound the ball, run it faster than the guards. 
and like I said, became become a prospect. You know, it's it's crazy you say that, JT. Those are wise words. And if, if any young boys are, are listening or coaches, spread this on because I remember Kevin Garnett told me similar. He looked me dead in my eyes, and this is KG. This is KG, and he was like, "Listen, man, you can." If he said half the, you know what, what word he used, half the people in the league <laughs> will we'll insert that for KG. He said, "You don't even have to have skill." He said, you, he said, and he's saying at the NBA level, you can outwork half the people in the league. And he's like, your skill is going to set you into the, you know, the upper echelon. But it's funny you're saying that, mm -hmm. you know, a walking testament of it. Like, you go out and work. You you don't even have to have skill. You're, you're better than half the NBA by that at, in your position. So I think, like, that was that was life-changing for me to hear him say that. Like, you, you're serviceable just by playing hard and then every, everything else uh, boils on. But, okay, JT, take me in the draft day. You got your buzz going around mm -hmm. you. you. You feel like you you went pound for pound with the best. Mike Beasley, if, those who don't know, go back and check Mike Beasley. That was one of the most certified players, like, ever. Like, he was he he was just different. He was different in college shooting. He was a, a dog in the league, too. Mike Beasley needs his respect. But take me mm -hmm. through draft day. Um, what were the emotions? What were your thought process? What were the, the the feedback you were getting from the draft workouts now that you, that you were getting, and you like how did you how were you approaching it? Yeah, so the night before I I was working out at the time still was the New Jersey Nets and the Knicks, right? And then I go to the the main draft uh, hotel um, to pick up my you know draft suit, you know, and like I said, I'm this is me knowing that I wasn't gonna go to the draft, so I go then I like I take the train to Philly. And then I'm good. I have my draft suit, and then I, I, I'm not thinking of it. Uh, so then draft day, I go, I don't work out for the Sixers, but then Comcast, NBA TV, all that type of stuff follow me. They actually did a piece up uh, with me, uh, D. Rose, the Lopez twins and stuff the night before the draft. Um, so then next thing you know, we go, I meet with all the front office and stuff with the Sixers, and then I come back home. So I'm at the house. I have all my family. Uh, my friends and, and close, you know, loved who's, ones. Who's man. there? Who, give me some names, man. Mom Duke's in the house. So, Come on, uh, man. Like I said, mom's here. Mom, pops, my brother, uh, my grandparents, uh, you know, I have my aunts yeah, and yeah, uncles, yeah. and then, you know, just some close friends. Um, so, are you, are you like now, said, are we, you the, like, the first in the family to have this type of success? A lot of us mostly, I don't want to assume. So, are they looking like, like, yo, like, we've never seen this before? Yeah, at this type of level, it was. I mean, I had some that were like actors and one played in Brooklyn. Uh, I had some that were lawyers and yeah. stuff like that, but never kind of on like that type of stage. Um, so like I said, like I'm just, you know, pacing myself and it's a long day, you know, humbly, you know, in other, I'm trying to be in another room while everybody else is in another room. <laughs> ESPN is on the whole day. We're listening to guys like yourself and all of them analysts talking about who should go here, who should go there, all that type of stuff. So as time goes on, um, like I said, I, I end up I put I put my suit on. I act like what color was the I'm suit, JT? In New York. So it was like metallic silver <laughs> with with yellow with yellow and then like a a yellow and metallic uh, tie. It was kind of fly, yeah. man. I'm gonna have to send you. I'm gonna have to. We have to. We gonna have to put a, a picture on, on here uh, showing it, John. I was fly, yeah. man. I was fly. Uh, so, yeah, so then as time goes on, and like I said, like we had the TV in the family room and I'm just in the kitchen and I had my agent there at the time. Um, I had signed with uh, Leon Rose and right. then I was also with Andre Buck as well, who's PJ Tucker's uh, agent and stuff. So, um, so like I said, we're just there and everyone's just like, is everything going as planned? And 
And like I said, like, regardless if anyone knows where I got picked, it still feels like a long time. For sure. It's a long day <laughs> because all the pre-shows, all those type of things. And then, like you said, at the time, you know, David Stern was the, the commissioner, rest in peace. And, uh, you know, the, every time, like, he goes up to the podium, I think you get five minutes. So then that five minutes feels like <laughs> 25 minutes. Um, and like I said, I remember um, – you know, the 11th pick, I think, was the Portland Trailblazers, and they took uh, uh, Jared Bayless. And I remember, and like you said, like you said, every, like, you, I, I knew in the beginning of the night or beginning of the day it was going to either be between 12 and then, like you said, like, it could be the end of the first round. And like I said, it all depends on the team's needs. Sometimes it's not about the best player. It's about do we need a big, do we need a guard, do we need a three-man? So did you have a uh, pick JT? Did you have did you have like a team? So Portland Dartner told me they were drafting me in New Jersey. I went in the day before the draft and worked out with New Jersey and Lawrence Frank and um dang I forget the GM. They looked me dead in my face and were like, "Why should we draft you? Like, why should we draft you? Are you ready? Wow. Like, like pretty much like you're coming here." Nate McMillan <laughs> was like, like pulled me in the office was like, "Hey, I never seen nothing like oh bro JT no lie." I was windmilling and stepping from the free throw line. Like, I was like, oh, I'm going to Portland. Like, I'm going to Portland. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. did you have a team kind of like, I'm kind of good. I'm going there. I'm going there. So, like, yeah, in between the draft workouts, I had a few injuries that I didn't obviously talk about. I tried to play through it. I might have canceled some workouts just because so I can get healthy to go. I had one of the most workouts in that draft. But, wow. like I said, sometimes I was getting um, going back to those teams. Warriors, Kings, couple other teams that they told me to come back, and they're like, "Yo, don't even tell your family." My agent was like, "Yo, don't tell your family nothing like that. Like, we don't want no one to know." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, like I said, so I, I, it makes sense on that. And then, like I said, uh, I just remember David Stern going to the podium. I remember my agent like bumping me, like, "Yo, yo, I'm not sure, but it might be." I'm like, "Yo, man," I'm like, "Yo, man," like, and I'm like, I'm in my kitchen in my house, I'm like, "Yo, man, you better stop playing me. Is it, is it going down or what?" And then, like you said, never forget, as long as I live, man, uh, you know, with the 12th pick, the Sacramento Kings select Jason Thompson. With the 12th pick in the 2008 NBA draft, the Sacramento Kings select Jason Thompson from Ryder University. I just remember all the people telling me, man, like, what you going to do when it happens? I'm like, yo, I might take my shirt off, run down the street. <laughs> I had no idea. Just a whole of emotions of all the hard work you put in as a kid and everyone telling you that, like, yo, be realistic with your goals and stuff. It just all just hits you at once. You know, on YouTube, it goes, I hug my brother, my family jumping up and down. I try to get some fresh air in the whole neighborhood outside, like, hearing, like, ah, going crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was lit, man. It was lit. Um, and then eventually we go get the limo, and then we had uh, one of the uh, sports bars about maybe like 10 minutes away, it was crazy, man. I, it took me like an hour to even get inside the draft party. There people from my high school, college, family, friends. It was it was uh, something to – and people still talk about it, man, every time I go like in that area. So it was, it's a blessing. You, really you got to be one of the first guys. I want to say you're the – of the guys we've talked to, you're like the highest draft pick by far that was at the crib. Everybody right. else was a green yeah. room guy – and you you don't get an invite and you go high and you're at the crib. 
So once you got and it's crazy. Once you see, I was at ESPN zone. I was the 50th pick. So I was sitting there, man. Like I'm gonna bust him up when I see him. I got something for him. Like. Um, you're jumping up and down. You at the crib. That's a legendary. So no more drafts. I got drafted. We watched our deal. We out of here. We to the club. What? <laughs> Is that what happened? Doug? Nah. I mean, honestly, it was like I said. We were at that that party like for a long, long time. I think also too, which is crazy, like that same limo that we called up. We actually went to like Atlantic City, <laughs> which probably from there it's like forty minutes. We had no idea, no plan, no nothing that we were gonna do. We just took it there and was and was going to to AC man and then like you said you come back and then we had a plane to go straight to Sacramento right in the morning who who is the uh who's the first phone call you got from the Kings organization cuz i i remember for me i was mad JT i don't know if i told you bro i was drafted during a commercial my wow. dad told me he was like you got drafted. I thought my dad was just jiving. I was like, man, stop it, man. And I saw everybody started celebrating. I was like, oh, I, I, I did. Like, you know, but like, and then I'm upset, obviously, 50th pick. Next thing I know, I'm on the phone with Michael Jordan, man. I'm on the phone with the GOAT, wow. man. So wow. um, who, was that, who was that first call? And was it like, oh, gosh, like from celebration to like, all right, let's get, let's get to Hooper. Like, this is real. Yeah, I think from what I remember, I think it was uh, Jeff Petrie um, mm. talking to them and a couple of other guys. I think at the time he was the president and the GM of the team. Um, so we're just talking to him. He was real excited. Um, I think I got to talk to Reggie Theus, uh, who was the head coach at the time yeah. um, as well, too. And they just were, you know, they loved how my work ethic and how well I did in the workouts and stuff. And like I said, I just was when they invited me the second time, man, I was like, yo, you ain't going to make no mistake of bringing me back again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, put my footprint on it. So, you know, like the rest is history. Okay. How about, okay, you get drafted. And obviously, we want to skip past Summer League because you still, Summer League, for those who don't know, you're still there with the young guys. It's not really the NBA, but it's kind of like, hey, this is where your bags are. This is where your stuff is. Talk to me well, about start, but but even in that, even then though the summer league, I, I feel like the summer league then still because then you still had guys that were vets that still played. Mm. So I still felt like because sure. even my time it was Spencer Hawes playing, Sheldon Williams played. Like there were still some guys on my team and they were bigs that were there. That's a good so point. I just remember and bringing that up. That's why I, I stopped you bringing it up. So the, I think the first game we played, we played the Trailblazers. And it was against Bayless in there. And I and at the bu- I uh, got a bucket at the buzzer and we beat the Blazers. So I was I was in, man. I was in. <laughs> and like I said, it wasn't a thing of yo, you should have picked me at eleven, because I mean they had a they had a Portland had a squad, so they needed a guard. But like I said, that I remember that because like I said, I hit the drone at the buzzer uh against them and like I said, that was the pick before me. You're like, I'm popping. I'm on. I'm on. I'm on. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, we here. Let's get it. Philly, hey, Philly, Philly and Jersey lit. <laughs> All right. What what about um talk to me, man, if that um when you do get to vet camp, so you, you kind of do your thing. I know the buzz now now that's dangerous now because the buzz is there from summer league. Like, oh, he hit the game winner, man. Rook is on. He on. <laughs> yeah, sure. Talk yeah, to sure. me about um, you know, kind of if people don't understand, it's like the first day of school. You know, you go in, you have media day, you're taking your pictures and you're seeing you, some of the veterans you're seeing for the first time. Like, yo, where, where he been? He ain't been in none of the workouts. He's showing up directly for camp. So talk to me about that kind of first day at the school um, it, it experience, what it was like your first year. Well, one thing I, I did was 
when I did go to, because it was in Vegas, we had a camp even before in SAC. So before we had the camp in SAC to go to Vegas, I got my house and I just wanted to get comfortable of the city and, and that's sure to let them know, like, I'm serious about this and let's get stuff done. But like you said, um, training camp, man, was uh, at the time we had vets like Brad Miller, um, oh, Bobby, Bobby Jackson, which that was his last year playing. Um, Mikey Moore, Francisco Garcia, Ooh. Kevin Martin, to name a few. Um, and like I said, man, we, we had we had a lot of talent. It just was unfortunate. Uh, I think we got off to a solid start. But then, uh, you know, with injuries and things like that, um, you know, eventually uh, Coach Diaz had got, uh, had got fired. Um, and then we changed. And like I said, that was pretty much the whole type of, you know, uh, occur- reoccurrence with the organization was, was changed. And the more you think about it, you had to trust the process with Philadelphia, with Brent Brown, and it wasn't really mm. his fault where they had losing seasons, but he still was the coach. So at least if you have yeah, that yeah, yeah. and you have most of the similar teammates, you can still build off of it. We weren't able to build because you change ownerships, you change coaches each and every year. I mean, Michael Malone was one of our coaches and was fired, and now look at the success that he's having now. Um, and like I said, it's not a shot. It's just, like I said, it might be fit. It might be differences at the top. Um, so, you know, those type of things are very clear now as you're older and you experience it, and then you can be able to to understand how things are supposed to go rather than how they did. Yeah, and, and for those who don't know, um, NBA is professional sports, and every team is different. I went from the Bobcats, and we didn't even have a regional sports deal, to – Listen, an NBA team didn't have a regional sports deal. We were that young. So there wasn't no, like, Fox mm. Sports West or Valley Sports. And then national TV games. And I was like, what is this Sunday game? Why are all, the, all these people here? I'm on ABC now. Like, what? Are you in the real NBA now. So I, I say that to say for a young player, when you have multiple coaches, you know, inconsistency, you go from saying, hey, JT, we want you to be a, a mid-range shooter to – hey, man, we we want you to be a shot blocker or we want you to be a three-point shooter. And you have a summer or a new general manager, you have a summer to kind of develop or a training camp to give coach what he wants. So the longevity or the inconsistencies for a young guy is 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 extremely tough. And then, you you know, you're trying to find your way. So that's a good point. All right, stay tuned, guys. Uh, a young JT the Kid uh, – learned a lesson from his veterans and i don't this is one you got to see man i was laughing he can laugh now about it we'll tell you uh, what happens coming up next on nba rookie life the nba playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba with same game parlays live betting odds boosts and so much more don't miss out as the nba postseason winds down and if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DKHOOPS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DKNG dot com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser podcast to start listening. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You came in pretty NBA ready, and you you certified. Now a lot of young guys weren't quite certified. They don't like to kind of bring this up, man. But did you have that that welcome to the NBA moment? Did you have someone that just busted you up, or did you have an OG or somebody that you like, man? He, you know what? All due respect, I don't want to say he weak. Nobody's weak, but kind of like oh, I'm younger than him. I got him. That kind of just gave you the business, like dog. I always tell people, listen, Othella Harrington gave me the business on the other side of the rim. I looked up one time. Marvin Williams was 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 skying over and dunking. I'm 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 a second late on the on the rotation. Like dog, okay, this NBA is a little different. Did you have somebody that kind of or a moment where you're like, okay, dog, like I got I got to get better. This NBA is is a little tougher than I thought. <laughs> well, I think it's just like the mentality that I had. I always was like, you know what? I was cool. I was going to be able to fit in with a squad. And, you know, like I said, I had a lot of vets that I even kind of looked up to because I'm such a basketball junkie. You know, we had Brad Miller, who was an all-star with the Pacers. We had um, Kenny Thomas, um, who was with the Rockets, you know, for for long periods of time and was in the playoffs for a long time. We had Mikey Moore, who was with that Jason Kidd. Uh, next team that went to yep. the finals, if I'm not mistaken. He did, yeah. Um, yeah, so like I said, these these are guys. And then, like I said, Spencer Halls was young. But like I said, these are all guys that I'm going through in practice. And they're like, man, I'm not letting this young rook uh, take my spot. <laughs> so like I said, I can't say anything in particular with that. But they definitely tried to humble me regardless of the success that I was having. I think that in my first game, I had uh, I came off the bench and I had a double-double. 
Um, and like I said, like that was something that I was going to, you know, going to try and do. I, it's crazy that I tried to understand it now, right? I, I was humble enough to be able to be confident in my game where, I, you know, I always knew someone's going to try and take my spot, but it never really happened in high school and college and stuff. So now as I'm trying to make a name for myself, I'm looking at it now and those guys are like, man, I'm not having this young dude do this. You know what I mean? So Bobby Jackson, one of the times. So one of the things we had, we had to get at least 10 lifts in the season. And I had nine, but also I had rookie duties, get to breakfast, the bagels and all that type of stuff. So what I tried to do was I was trying to be on time to get the lift in. I gave money to one of the secretaries and to get the stuff because I couldn't do both at the same time. And I was going to get fined for both. So I was like, let me kill two birds with one stone. So what she did was she got the stuff, comes through the weight room. And then that, and Bobby goes, yo, why, why are you coming there with the stuff? So long story short, um, we go, I have practice and stuff. I come outside and I have popcorn in my car. Now, goes hold on, viral. Hold on J- JT, I think we, we, ha- we may have some footage of this, JT. Oh, we may, nah, we may nah. I think, I think we, we have something that might jog your memory. I, I love you putting the story out, JT, because you're taking us right into it, actually. So let's go live to it. Oh, God. Come on. And they put the popcorn in there, too? Come on, man. I got popcorn in my car. I got, like, loads of popcorn in my whip or whatever. There's, like, there's like literally so much popcorn you can't even get in the car. Son, I don't understand. Like, why? Because you, you your boy JT didn't bring his, uh, didn't bring his bagels. And shampooed the carpet and everything. The seats. And you know, I think this is three days now that we haven't had bagels when we come into practice. And he's always he never brings cream cheese. He always expects cream cheese to last for about a month. So he he got it. You know, he had it coming. So do you know who's responsible for this? I do. Can you uh, disclose that information? No. You brought it up. Look at the kid. <laughs> Run this clip, man. JT, like you're telling, walk walk me through it, man. Hold on, look. Did you start to realize the look is on your face? Like, why are there cameras out here? Right. I was like, yo, I was like, what are they doing? And I got a fresh uh, package from Nike. I got stuff falling off the box. I'm pissed, (laughs) yo. I'm pissed. Look, and Dana was the secretary, yo. (laughs) They're going to spend. Yo, it was crazy, man. I was sick. Spence being a being Spence, of course. He gonna eat some popcorn. My God, they know, man. They know. Yeah, you got young rook Bobby Brown. Good Don't dude, be. man. Good dude. Yo, I was pissed, man. I was pissed. I just know that I wasn't cleaning it. And like I said, now I'm messing up my plans and all that type of stuff. <laughs> so, so the name. So Dana sold you out that. Hey, JT, you know, didn't want to do his rookie duty, and <laughs> he gave me the money. So Dana sold you out pretty much. Yeah, I mean, came, right, came through the weight room and, and got me. So, uh, and like I said, I, I don't remember this ever happening or being viral at the time. So this went like crazy, and then you started seeing guys in the league get it done to them. But, uh, yeah, I definitely, I could, you know, maybe was, look, I'm, I'm in disbelief, man. I was pissed. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm like, yo, I know they don't think I'm trying to clean this up, man. So we got somebody, one of the car dealer uh, guys uh, cleaned it up for me. And like I said, messed up a couple hours, man, of my, my day. And my look at the year. flip phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what, I was um, sick, man. I was sick. 
What did you learn from this, man? I don't, I don't, I haven't seen anything like this from the young rookies now. And you had some super OG veterans. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, you know, you had three times to kind of do what you're supposed to do as a young rook. You ain't do what you're supposed to do, man. So, what, what was going on, man? What was the aftermath here? I, I mean, like I said, that's why I kind of bring up the story. Like me being a lottery pick and being a guy that was kind of a threat, I guess, to my teammates in a way. My guy, John Samuel. Um, you know, they put, they put me in check. Uh, and like I said, they just made me do a little bit more than, you know, Dante or Bobby or all those type of things. You know what I mean? So, you know, they wanted me to, if anything, it was more of a learning experience of just being like, Hey, you need to mature a little bit more faster if you're going to try and help this team out. So in a way I look at it and you can look at it when you're older and be like, oh, it's a learning experience and, um, you know, humble yourself, Rook. You know, they go to vet right there. They go my vet. <laughs> um, they're like, yo, like, you know, humble yourself. Yeah, you, you still got some time to uh, take some of our minutes. That's how I took it. Yeah, man. It's a um, it, it's a lifelong fraternity. And for those who don't know, it's not just like we're going to mess with the rook. It's like, you know, we're not going to fight you. We're not going to beat you up. But it's like humble you, you know, like, you know, pay your dues. And a lot of times for, for any of you young rookies that happen to be watching this, when they ask you to do something, just do what the veterans ask you and and have a good attitude about it. But if you kind of like, man, I don't want to do that. I'm I'm bigger than that. They're going to mess with you. And clearly, you know, they got you in a major way. So <laughs> did you feel that like, hey, next time y'all ask me to do something, I'm doing it? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, like I said, it just it made my planning a little bit different. It was like my first time, <laughs> you know, I'm 3,000 miles away from home, so not knowing where stuff is and stuff. And like I said, learning experience, something I definitely wasn't laughing then, but I can laugh about it now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how much How much was the bill to get this no, cleaned up? Yeah, it was a, definitely a couple of hundred, man. Definitely a couple of hundred. But, you know, like I said, they tried to take my rookie pockets, and uh, they knew I had it too. So, not, you know, like I said, it all learning experience, man. All learning experience, but it's all good. All right, well, all right, well, JT, let's officially get into it, man. The NBA Rookie Life Film Room. This is our our favorite part of the show, man. We need we need Coach JT, so we want to know what's going on, the mentality. If I'm a player, how do I get better? If I'm a coach, what were the reads going on? But you are one of the rare NBA players to have had a 2020 ball game, JT, and I realize. One of your OGs from the popcorn incident is on the floor. Spencer was a part of this game. So um, was this a little personal sin, Spencer, on the other side? <laughs> um, yeah. and, and walk me through this, man. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely a time where it was, uh, what was it, Lob City, man. So the Clippers got a lot of buzz. And, you know, with all the, the things with Sack, you just never knew if you were going to have another season, you know, in Sacramento and stuff. So, you know, you always – you know, would highlight these type of games and just just go at it. So, and I also had some people from from home, you know, come in town too. So they brought me a little bit of. Hold on, as a matter of fact, hold on, JT, you tripping? I forgot I'm on the floor with you. Yeah, I know. I know I'm hey, hey, JT, about, I'm tripping. We both started this game. I was yeah. a part of your career high. Yeah, yeah. I was. I, I was like, I thought you knew that. Yeah, Ron Hollins is with me, man. He was hold balling. on, hold on, JT, my bad. This is supposed to be your moment. This was like a payback game. So if you all remember, I think Cuz was out, me and you started. Right. And because it was the Clippers, I was like, JT, 
we about to get the game popping. <laughs> man, nah, for sure, for sure, nah, man. But like you said, you take it, you take advantage of your opportunity at all point, at all times. And uh, like I said, it just was something, and everything was flowing. How about Jason Thompson? Thirteen points and thirteen rebounds for Thompson. He has been the star of the half. And then you know, when Cuz as talented as he is, man, you know, when he wasn't on the floor. You know, you get a little bit, a couple more, more opportunities. Um, what I once did before he got to the team. Another center to play another way. How about that? A twenty-one point game and a twenty-one rebound game for Jason Thompson. Yeah, he didn't, didn't feel like he had to do a lot offensively, but uh, again, Jason Thompson started the game uh, outstanding and is going to finish it that way. JT, give me the ball back, man. Give me the ball back. You, you knew DC <laughs> was going to take care of you, but no, this was my first time playing the Clippers after being there for two years. So I came Ooh. out, I'm about to elbow Blake the first play and hit DJ, <laughs> you know, got into a scrum with Turgaloo. And I remember you rode out because I was, yeah. JT, do you remember they were trying to elbow me, hit me, and JT, yeah. I was like, I fool with JT. JT, I ride with you. me. Let's oh, go. I got you all day. And I, I was going to say that was right on Spence, too. Right over Spence's head. Get a bump. <laughs> Foul. <laughs> Is there anything else you remember about this game, man? But that's what I love. You know, we went from being two guys who maybe didn't play as much at this part of our career of playing one-on-one -on -one and staying ready, and you had a big, you know, 2020 game, bro. I do – JT, I don't know if I'm tripping. I should have noticed myself on the film in your clip, man. But, you know, <laughs> talk to me about just staying ready. And, like like I said, you always having an opportunity. You're going to be a double-double walking. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I was able to, like I said, start off my career coming off the bench and then was a starter for most of my career. Then I became more, I guess, a defensive guy to help the team and stuff like that. So – Less shots, but just I was efficient. I was going to at least shoot 50 to 55% from the field, get to the line, and finish in the paint. CJT, I, I noticed I'm going to just throw a little shout out there, man. You 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 had that, that double double, but you know, the, the assist, you could have dropped it to your boy a couple times, man. You, had, <laughs> you, you got the points, you know. I'm not mad. Hey, I'm not mad at you, though. You were you were definitely rolling, man, but this was um, oh, yeah, this was a phone one. Yeah, yeah, but your man DC was there. So low key, I was even gonna pass it to him or you, and he passed it back. He should have gave it to you. <laughs> my guy, D, my guy, DC man, such a good dude too, man. Really good dude. Yeah, shout out DC man. He's doing a doing an excellent job here, man. And um, we we got to talk Kings. Let's stay Kings. Like I'm gonna mention you. You have played the most games. I'm gonna say this again: the most games. As any Sacramento King in history, the most by far. So that's an accomplishment. So I want you to talk a little bit about one of the young fellas over there, man, Keegan Murray. Um, he was in the running for Rookie of the Year. Uh, man, had himself a heck of a a rookie season. So we got his uh, some 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 plays here from Keegan, and we want to see you break down, man. What makes him special? What makes him tick? What do you like about his game? And why did he have the success? What what don't we know about Keegan Murray that you were able to see? Uh, we asking Coach Coach JT the kid, JT the coach here, man. Yeah, I was watching you know Sacramento a lot this year um, from afar, and I think you know with him the confidence that uh, the team had in him, they believed in him. You know, he can really shoot the ball. You could see how he was in college. Um, and like I said, they were like, yo, if you're open and you and you work on your game enough that you can be For able sure. to, to shoot the ball, we have confidence. So that's that's the start right there, especially as a rookie. Um, and, and like you said, he, he has the size to be able to go into the paint too, but he's ready to play. He's not afraid of contact right there, finishes in the paint. 
Um, and like I said, they got to play him up because of his three-point shooting ability. So then he drove past him and, and, and could finish uh, in the paint. And here's Fox. Over to Murray. For the record. Got it! Murray emblazons himself into the history books. Back at you. Murray! Kind of body! You know, this here. Ooh, playing without the ball. And like you said, you guys, they don't think that he's that athletic. But then, like, he said, well, surprise, you bop right over his head. Somebody. So, yeah, and like I said, this is what in basketball is not talked about that much is playing without the ball. Everybody wants the ball, either pick and roll and stuff, but playing without the ball is very important. Um, and he snuck, snuck a duck in there. And like I said, transition. Like I said, he's not only just running to the three-point line, he's able to finish um, at the rim and with contact. He's not afraid to go to the rim like back in the day where most shooters, you're just you know, only spotting up. Is there anybody like a player – that he reminds you of watching, you know? Is there anybody Ooh. like, man, he's similar to, you know, 6'8", you know, doesn't look that athletic, but clearly, like you said, more athletic, Ooh. high IQ, you know, great size and, and strength for, for a rookie. Is there anybody like a comp that you maybe remember playing I, against or someone you didn't? It's tough to say. I, I really want to say it's somewhat mellowish. A little bit, Ooh. you know, I, like I said, I'm not saying it, but I'm not saying it's like, I'm not saying that I'm saying sim similar game in a way. From a size right? standpoint. Right. From size, skill ability, handling the ball. I'm not saying that he's, you know, a face of a guy or, or first ballot Hall of Famer or something like that. But if I have to pick someone off the fly, um, I, I think of kind of mellow of, like you said, he has the old school game in a way. He can still shoot. He can, you know, drive. He finishes at a high level, too. Don't come right. And like I said, my thing with Melo, too, is, is he wasn't the most wiry guy, but he was sneaky, bouncy. Where's uh, a, uh, where's kind of like a, a, a ceiling? I don't like to give a ceiling to guys, but kind of like, like where could he go? Because right now we see him, you know, playing within the Florida offense, you know, taking his shots, you know, because obviously from front office standpoints, they're going, hey, man, wh where can we project with this guy? If people don't know, like you said, they're always looking for a young guy to – you know, hey, can, does he need a bigger role? Does he need a smaller role? We're always being evaluated as players. What do you see of where he can go? Because he gets off like this. This is a rookie year, JT. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, right now he's the, what, the third or fourth option of the team in his rookie year. So, I mean, for sure, I'm not sure if he's a guy, like you said, that's going to be the number one option. He may could be a number two guy, depending on if it's, you know, durability and things like that, too. But like I said, I, I think that sometimes it's not about him being the best player on the floor. You know, it's just playing his role, but then playing at that high level. And if you can develop him and, and, and make him get better in all the clips that we've seen all, mm -hmm. all in his rookie year and make sure that he's maturing and being smart and reading the defense and watching film and stuff, I just feel sky is the limit. And then, like you said, he's being able to be a king. Uh, for a long period of time. You laugh, man. When I when I was in SAC, I went out to eat with some family, and um, <laughs> they were this restaurant owner comes out, and he's like, "I know who you are." I'm like, oh, "Okay, how you doing? Nice to meet you." He's like, "No, no, no, I know you." And I'm like, "All right, cool." He's like, <laughs> Ke uh, "Keegan," I was like, "No." He's like, "Keegan," and I'm like, "I guess he could be a little cousin or son, man." <laughs> Hey, yo. Oh, you talking about when, like this year? This year, because we, you know, hey, I, I do the yeah, broadcast. Yeah, the Rockets. Yeah, with the Rockets. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad yeah. you could mistake me for, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna say we all, oh, we all look alike. Yeah, yeah that's man, crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, JT. Thank you, man. Thank you. I would be a mistake. Um, 
man, you, you are going to hear one cool story uh, from, from the Kings playoff win. The drought is over and JT was actually there in the building, man. He has some cool stuff to say. Stay tuned next on NBA Rookie Life. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DKHOOPS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DKNG dot com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources mtv's official challenge podcast is back for another season and guess what so are we just in case you forgot i'm tori deal i'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion and i'm anisa ferrer and i've been gracing your screens for the last two decades i am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star and speaking of all-stars all-stars four is finally here i'm gonna be honest i literally thought this day was never going to come well the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players redemption seekers and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. All right, all right JT, man. Um, for me, this was um, emotional to watch because I had a lot of love for Sack in the city. Um, I did get a chance to go up, JT. For, forgive me if you didn't get to see it and kind of see the arena um, prior. Um, but you were obviously still playing and I had like fully retired. So there was there's a different. Um, but the drought had ended. The team got to the playoffs. Um, the inconsistency seemed to have gone away. Um, and, and for Sack, you were there. You were a part of this, man. You got to see this. As long as tenure king, um, talk me through the emotions as you watch this, man. Let's light the beam. Six 
1,000 watt lasers piercing the atmosphere over Sacramento tonight. I felt this moment, JT, so I know there was a lot going. You know, I think you were even there, if I'm not mistaken. So talk to me about what you're seeing here and what this yeah. meant for the city. Yeah, I was courtside, man. It was, it, it was one, just crazy to just be in downtown area. Um, you know, with when we played, it was Arco Arena and it was in the Thomas, so away from downtown. So downtown, you only really just went, you know, just to go eat and, and socialize and stuff. So now you have that, you know, that special, that team in that area. Uh, so, you know, once I went in that area, um, then, you know, like the fans was just going crazy. I hadn't been there, uh, you know, since, you know, since I played my last game. Well, well, I was with the Warriors, but like I said, before the arena was built. So it was a lot of emotions of one going back to the organization, one seeing a new arena and seeing all the new stuff over there, too. Um, so, like I said, I, it was it was well deserved for the fans, man. They deserved that arena. They deserved to have a team. Um, it was a long time coming with them, one, getting to the playoffs and then, you know, they didn't get to win the series, but having, you know, being able to win that those first two games, man, was was uh, electric, man. You couldn't even hear yourself talk. Um, and they show love, but put me on the um, the jumbotron and fans, hey. and, and uh, you know, like I said, man, it was a it was a good feeling because um, you know I put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears in that organization, and regardless of all the stuff that had happened, um, you know, that team still has a lot of you know in my heart and stuff like that too. So I'm well, glad well, to see them doing well. What were the emotions you had uh, when you got put on the jumbotron? Because sometimes you're like, man, I might go, I might not go. It's a little weird, like, because, like, this is like a high school sweetheart. See, JT, I had nine different teams, bro. You kind of like, you're a king, bro. You're like the, like, you're like Walt Frazier for the Knicks, like, to the Kings, bro. Like, you are like, like a guy, like, you know, so, um, what were those emotions? Because you don't really know how you're going to respond to you are on a jumbotron or you are seeing what emotions kind of hit you. Did you was there a little a little a little tear up a little kind of like they they rock with me? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, it just it just was a whole lot. Um, you know, I just you know it's just starting from where it was my rookie year into year you know seven with them and um you know like i said seeing sign lady and all the people that were diehard kings fans from you know from from the glory days to the days i was there sure. um and then like i said it was more emotion too because i played with the uh the warrior as well and mm. i could kind of relate to them more because all those guys are my age um you know steph and clay and dre uh you know looney um you know we're all in we're all on those with on the team when you know when I was there. So uh like I said, man, it was just a lot of emotion from both sides. But like I said, it was all love um from both organizations and uh like I said, man, it just it just like I said, it wasn't it was so hard to describe how it was. But like I said, it was just a lot of emotion. No no tears, J T. No not close. <laughs> no tears, no tears. No 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 th no thug no thug tears. No thug no tears. Thug tears. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I appreciate it, brother. But before you get out of here, man, one thing, um, we appreciate your time and supporting us here on NBA Rookie Life with Ryan Hollins. But where can the fans get behind you, JT? You in the community, you got a lot of projects, you got stuff going. So give us the full rundown of where we can rep with you and help you out and those who are, who are watching this um, that want to um, support any project that you have moving forward. I appreciate that. Yeah. So uh, like we talked about before, I still got on uh, all the IG and Twitter. It's JT the Kid, J-T-T-H-E-K-I-D. 
Um, also, uh, I have Live Like JT is a, a nonprofit in my foundation, which is called the Jason Thompson Foundation. Um, so www.thejasonthompsonfoundation.com. I have different events from Thanksgiving to Christmas to bike events um, and also my annual camp that's in August. And then uh, I just opened up a business in uh, this past Saturday, which is called Hydrate IV Therapy and Wellness. Um, yes. which is IVs, <laughs> which is an IV uh, and wellness center that has to do with, like I said, B12s, magnesium, zinc, and just, like I said, not just for athletes, but people are having pre and post surgeries. And um, like I said, man, it's just something that I'm, I'm uh, excited about. Congratulations, bro. Well, uh, JT, I appreciate you. Um, you've been my dog. Shoot, I, I didn't see you. I, I didn't like playing against you, but love playing with you and none but respect for your career. And, you know, I think it's cool. We're on that second chapter where we can look back and appreciate, especially I'm glad that you got your flowers in Sacramento, bro. I, I was there with you. I, I know I know your heart's in sack no matter what. And I'm glad you got your, got your flowers this year, bro. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for having me on the show. Appreciate you guys for being here and hanging with us. Good stuff there from uh, Jason Thompson on NBA Rookie Life. But guys, we so, are so thankful for you. We cannot do it without you. So make sure you just give us a simple, you know, subscribe, like, follow, spread the word. Let us know what you like. Let us know the things that we can do better here on NBA Rookie Life with Ryan Hollins. But I uh, love you guys. And guess what? I will see you next week. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.